It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Draft start every couple of minutes. So you can join one right now for week five. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy do the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering bgn radio listeners a money back guarantee up to a hundred dollars no excuses now just search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. You're listening to BGN Radio. And we have a new item into the NFL Network newsroom. The Dolphins have traded running back Jay Ajayi to the Eagles. This according to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. This just came down. Again, this according to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. That would be the Dolphins sending running back Jay Ajayi to the Eagles. Super Bowl run nation! Jay Glazer did not lie to us. We were aggressive in this deadline. Thank Howie, thank the gods, thank the dumbass Miami Dolphins for walking in and playing in the NFL and wanting to play this silly little game after they ditched Lamar Miller. And guess what? That won't matter because they drafted, who'd they draft again? Oh, yeah, they drafted Jay Ajayi. And now they said, well, the head coach doesn't like him anymore. Might as well trade with the Eagles again. Oopsie-daisy. So you, you are responsible for giving us 
Carson Wentz, and now who I think is a premier running back who is definitely in the wrong spot, who had one of the worst O-lines absolutely in the NFL. It is John Bartridge, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gowton, all here with you to react to this crazy trade deadline day. Uh, we're going to stick, obviously, with a lot of the Jai talk, uh, but we'll get around the rest of the NFL as well. James, I am, I'm pumped up, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. John, I told you I loved Adam Gase. Am I right? I mean, come on. I called this a while There you ago. go. Doing his favors. Um, yes. I mean, I, I like, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for, for Brandon Lee Gowton. Uh, not only have the Eagles brought in a running back today, a legitimate running back who you yes. can count on. Uh, and uh, but but the Sixers also didn't pick up Jaleel Okafor's option. So it's a pretty good I, I day. feel like this is just a day to revel. Uh, BLG, very happy for you. I don't know if enough. Yes, round of applause. Actually, on your beautiful day. Thank but, you. Like, <laughs> I, it, this is awesome. Like and uh, you know Jay Ajayi, man. Like that guy's a a bruising running back, and he's physical, and he's fun to watch, and he's fast. And he's a game breaker. Like he had three 200 yard games last season. Like that's nuts. And like you said, John, he's playing mine at a dog shit offensive line. Uh-huh. And also, also just a what clearly we saw. And uh, despite Adam Gase's best efforts, uh, 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 awful, awful locker room situation. It appeared like he's coming to you know a real team here and, and a team that can, can utilize them. It's, um, it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm pumped. And, uh, uh, on to the man whose day it really is. It's not our day. It's not JHI's day. It's Brandon Lee Gowton's day. I think there's no way to prove that the Eagles didn't make this trade because of me and me alone. <laughs> uh, clearly, clearly have that in mind. All of that complaining I did about the Eagles not having a legitimate number one running back, baby. They finally <laughs> got one. They finally did it. They finally have a guy who you're throwing in there and you can trust to be that lead guy. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, for sure, the Eagles running game has been better than any of us thought it would be. They're fourth in the league right now in rushing. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt has been effective for the most part. And you're getting good production out of these guys as a whole. But it's clearly a position where you're not looking at it and it's like, oh, well, we're set. I mean, no. We all thought running back was a position of need for this team still. And even beyond this year, which is really an interesting part of this trade, and I'm sure we'll touch on, the fact that Jay Ajayi is only 24 years yes. old and he's signed through 2018. So for less, than, for less than half of a million dollars on <laughs> both of those two years. Amazing. And LeGarrette Blount being turning 31 this December and being a free agent after this year, I mean, there you go. You have your replacement. So it's not even like this is a trade where, uh, you know, I've seen some articles out there and seen some things, people being like, oh, the Eagles are thinking about the short term. And that's partially true, partially what motivated this. But there is a long-term aspect to this trade as well. So I just really don't see how you can look at this trade and hate it. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. And we're going to get to some other things here real too, but like, for for the people that want to know well, what what is it what are you feeling like right now, John? Let me just let me just show you a little bit if you're watching us on Facebook Live and 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 for those on the replay that are listening on iTunes, which we love the five star reviews because it goes a long way. And whether you want to give us some hearts on SoundCloud or uh, you know uh, even on uh, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you are, Google Play, uh, the reviews do go a very long way. But if I could just get a, a one time where I'm just sitting here, oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 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 u
That's how I feel, man. That is exactly how I feel. <laughs> you want to get? You can talk about all the rest of the stuff. Brandon and I have been praying, praying for the love of God. Please, 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 get somebody that can create their own yards. And if you couldn't find a picture perfect uh, guy to do that, you found him in Miami. I mean, he is he is one hundred percent right there. Uh, BLG, real quick, what is his? Yards per carry after contact. I think he was somewhere up, you know, towards uh, towards the the middle of the uh, or the upper pack, right? Uh, we talking about Jay here? Yeah, I'm out of breath. That's why I'm going to you. <laughs> <laughs> last year, um, I think it was a lot better. Last year, obviously, last year in 2016 was his really big year. Um, he had uh, second in the league in 2016 with 3.46 yards after contact. But I think this year it's gone down to 2.77, which is 16th. So that's like not terrible. Still, I mean, that's not that's not awesome as it was last year, but it's not bad at all. I mean, and look, that's that's what this guy is. It's another guy who can get those tough yards, create his own yards, as you said there, John. And that's just it's just so amazing to think that the Eagles have Jay Ajayi and. Garrett Blunt, like what a two guys who are just gonna steamroll you and just run you over. And you guys were talking about. I remember going back to the preseason, and you guys were talking about Garrett Blunt and how you know he wasn't having the best preseason, but you would see him in those fourth quarter of games, and when it's cold and it's late in the season. Now you have two guys like that, and the one guy the Eagles just got. He can actually run pretty fast too. He's more of a speedy guy than Legarrette Blunt in terms to his power. So that is, I've talked about all season how this Eagles football team is playing a demoralizing brand of football. They just yes. beat the crap out of their opponents. This fits that perfectly. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely does, and that's where you know I, there was a lot of talk up to the deadline was Dwayne Brown. That was a very popular name that was happening, and then Seattle came in there and said. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and destroy the uh, the offensive tackle market real quick by getting a second and a fifth. And, you know, I know those are in back-to-back years there, uh, and it's a little spread out. But I mean, And a cornerback. Yeah, yeah, along with that, too. Uh, and, and, again, a salary dump for Seattle with that, with that, too, James. But, you know, they've been trying to move him for a very long time. But when you have that there and then you go, well, who's really left? I mean, sure, Corey Glenn was another popular name up, up in Buffalo. And you talk about, you know, they, the fact that they have five left tackles that are going on through there. But the price you're going to have to pay to get one of those guys, not to mention the salary cap you're going to have to take on, and most of those guys are not anywhere close to the age of what they got, you know, for JJ and also like Darby, and it's kind of an interesting way that they've gone about this because most of the time, you know, the, the biggest narratives are we're going to build through the draft, we're going to be comfortable with what what this team is. Now, I think being seven and one kind of changes. A lot of that, but this is a great. Even if it doesn't work out, and there's a chance that it doesn't. I mean, you, we've all even today. I thought it was hilarious because it was the same stuff when uh, Jay Ajayi came into the league, and the reason why he fell into the fifth round in the first place, degenerative knee problem, <laughs> which is like okay, if they really have that kind of degenerative knee problem, and the story out of Miami immediately is that it's all to make Miami's fan base feel a lot better about the decision. Trust me on that. Like eighty percent of the time, that's. What it's leaning towards, and and I think people say that for anything that is good or bad, 
You know, like if, uh, if uh, Paxton Lynch is having a bad day, oh, you know what I heard? He has a degenerative shoulder problem. Well, if, if that's true, why did they take him in the first round? You know, and if that's if, if a guy with a degenerative knee problem has 1,200 yards, I'd say it'll hold up okay. And even you can figure that out for the next two years because, again, you're only paying him less than half a million dollars. And you risked a fourth-round pick over that, which, hey, that could turn into Mac Collins or it could turn into Donnell Pumphrey. I think that's a pretty good risk to go and take there. And, uh, you know, it's it's a minimal gain for Miami. I mean, it, to make an example of somebody who's bitching in the locker room, who's getting killed day in and day out, really, I mean, with that offensive line, and Miami fans know that too. Everybody, everybody down in the Dolphins wouldn't look, well, there's the problem. It's the running back. Like, it's so much more than that. They lost their quarterback, for Christ's sake. They lost a lot of things uh, down there, including their momentum, and that front office has always been relatively the same. You know, it's like, <laughs> if this was the Cleveland Browns, we'd all be feeling pretty good uh, uh, about that as as well. I just think it's a, it's a great risk to take because, James, once again, like, you weren't getting an offensive tackle. You just weren't, and... I, uh, f- this is this is perfect. Like this is okay. So they get in a little trouble, and yeah, there's there might be an ongoing problem with Big V and trying to run to his side. But this is a guy who, instead of that, <laughs> the bl- the blunt shiftless shiftiness, as we like to call it, where he kind of just creates his own holes, even though there's one there. This is a guy that can run through it, and it almost feels to me like another one of those situations where we're not gonna know how to act really the same way that Darby came in we're like wow he is the best corner here after arguing about Clement and Smallwood touches uh he's going to shut that up at least pretty quick in my eyes there James oh yeah JHI is easily the most talented running back on this roster right now there's no question about it and people will see it quickly he's fast he's he's like you know and look like Garrett Blunt is a really good running back like especially and he's had a great career but he is on the back end of that career. There's no question about that. I know he had his best year ever last year, but we're seeing that. I think that wore on him a little bit too. And um, he's amazing for how, how light a feet he is at his size and all that stuff. But Jay Ajayi right now is like LeGarrette Blount on steroids. He's like a, a just as big almost, but faster, stronger, and uh, a much more elusive back right now. And, and like you said, he'll just barrel people over. And when you consider – Giving up a fourth rounder, I know that the Eagles are lower on draft capital than they normally like to be or or than, you know, most fans like them to be. But, I mean, you're not going to get someone in the fourth round next year is going to impact your team like J.H.I. And look, I know that I saw the Elliott Shore Parks tweet about, you know, if you had just hit on a, a running back in this class, that would so be an say, issue. And isn't, isn't untrue, but but still, yeah. It isn't untrue. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's fine. But, like, come on, man. Like, like either way, like, like a J.H.I., considering that he's – you're on the hook for $760,000 for him next year. I mean, like, it's a bargain to have this guy for the rest of this season and next season. And, and more so, it's a decision where they are clearly saying, we are going for it right now. Like, this team is 7-1. and one. This is a legitimate – team that has a real chance to win the Super Bowl and we're not taking that lightly and you know what we always talked about before and Brandon has talked about this over and over and over and over again the concept that a great running back like that can make up for some issues along the offensive line or can help the offense in other spots we already know we've got a quarterback who can handle it and get the job done but um, to have a running back and kind of also help with those deficiencies with Big V, it's going to be a lot harder for, you know, teams to pin back their ears and go after Big V and, and you know, try and, and take advantage of, of him in those types of ways if 
if you got Jay Ajayi killing them in the other aspects. So, um, I, again, for a fourth rounder, when you have three fourth rounders to begin with, I don't know how you could – like anyone who's against this trade is either a Dolphins fan or or just a hater. <laughs> and I don't even think the Dolphins fans are – you know, they don't agree They're with it either. Angry. They're like, I mean, honestly, we had a few Dolphins fans call to the midday show yeah. today, and they were just like – they were kind of like despondent almost. It was just like, I don't get it, man. He's a really good running back, and, and they stink, and they didn't give him any help, and now they're just training him right for a fourth rounder. It was exactly the type of reaction you want to hear from an opposing fan base after a trade. Uh, BLG, I think most of us are trying to figure out now just what is the next move. I guess you know, you're still technically there's six running backs still on the roster. One is on <clears throat> IR. Uh, the other five are active here. <laughs> so what, what what exactly is the plan here? I mean, I, uh, for a moment, I, I said, okay, I think they cut Barner and then Maybe they move, you know, Torrey Smith to a uh, punt returner, and maybe Mac Hollins gets more snaps at wide receiver. Although that kind of seems far fetched uh, after it kind of came out of my mouth. So, is it that Barner stays, and then they just <laughs> make a decision once, uh, you know, whatever happens between Clement and and Smallwood? And honestly, at this point, uh, I, I I think Smallwood might be the guy out. Him is it? What, what's your impression of what they do with the running backs now? Well, I think they should sign another one. I, you know, I think why not make just it have seven. seven at this point? No, um, <laughs> for real though, uh, I think it's it's interesting because you have Harry Roseman kind of coming out and first of all saying that Garrett Blunt's still going to be the starter now. I, I you know, that, that doesn't really mean a lot to me. He kind of double. He kind of uh, no. Nah, what, what's the phrase? He kind of took back what he said there a little bit later in the press conference. He was like, "Well, you know, actually, you know, I'm not the coach." Yeah, he's getting, uh, and, yeah, he basically said like I'm. He's not even here yet. Let's get him practicing, and then we'll yeah. figure it out. Then, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But you know, it's going to be Jay, and it's going to be you know Legarrette getting the bulk of the carries, and then I think Corey Clement is safe where he is. I think you know he's he's made good progress as a rookie. He contributes on special teams enough to to be in a solid ground. And Barner got more receptions, and I think more snaps overall than than Smallwood did, which is really weird against the 49ers. So, yes, John, I agree with you that I, I think for the person who loses the most in this trade, it has to be Wendell Smallwood. I just I don't think the Eagles are super high on where he is right now. I mean, this is a guy who he's been he's been injury prone. He hasn't been able to stay on the field. And even when he's been on the field, he's just not giving you a lot. He's probably the Eagles' best receiving back in theory, but he's just, you're not getting really anything out of him right yeah. now. And I think, uh, I know everyone doesn't love Barner, and I might, might be one of uh, Barner's biggest defenders here, which is a very lonely place with uh, <laughs> yeah. Merrill Reese and myself. But, you know, I think he gives you more in special teams than, than Wendell Smallwood really does. So I think you have to keep those four guys there. And it's, it's just kind of a weird situation. You have a lot of running backs. Um, am I forgetting anyone? I said uh, Jay, and I said Blunt, and I said yeah. uh, Corey. No, you hit him. Yeah, you got him all. Uh, so I think it's it's going to be those four, and I guess maybe Smallwood's just inactive on game day. Yeah, it could be, and and that's kind of, you know, what, what you're saying from before, James, I guess that's kind of the, the semi-disappointing thing here, too. Is And granted, nobody's going to look back at the Carson Wentz draft and go, ah, uh, you really whiffed on the running backs, but it's kind of – Two years in a row, you could say that they they did and they put themselves in the spot. But I, I want to get more back to like, it, it, you know, they have Darby who's uh, under twenty five. They have JJ who's under twenty five. Uh, uh, Timmy Jernigan, he's there. I mean, he's twenty five, but he's still coming into his prime. 
uh, it's kind of interesting how they built this team this year, right? Like it is, and the fact that it's all working out. So that's why I guess a lot of us have all the confidence in the world that there's not going to be any huge issues here. And you get to tell and see like wh- where this team is going to be ep- end up at the end of the year. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously we all hope it's in Minnesota. It definitely gives them a, a better opportunity to do that. But and 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 again, I, I we're all going to credit Howie Roseman because. He should. He is a wizard when it comes to trades. But I think in in times past when we looked at all these trades and we kind of scratched our heads on the personnel, a lot of that has to be Joe Douglas, right? I mean, it is uncanny that this Eagles team has hit on so many things that they've hit so far, on top of which combining what Howie can do like like I'm saying with the with the salary cap issues, what they're paying in terms of uh, of uh, you know the draft fundage, I should phrase that properly, but you guys know what I'm talking about, and and still be able, despite missing like second and third round picks, having a real fun roster even moving forward because most of these guys are going to come back. We'll have to see what Ajay does, and you have Sidney Jones who is basically like another first round pick, even though I hate using that <laughs> phrase. Uh, <laughs> it, it is really interesting how they built this team and how the hell it is seven and one. You know, it's it's cra- it's been a crazy year. Yeah, I was actually, but even before you brought up Joe Douglas's name, that was the direction that I wanted to go in. And uh, I, like, if you just look at since the whole Joe Douglas Howie Roseman marriage began, um, you know, they pretty much hit on almost everything. Like Donnell Pumphrey, maybe like you know, and who knows? Like I'm still not ready. I'm, I yeah, I am ready to write him, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like uh, for the most part, and and some big big swings and and hits here. You know, with the Jernigan move. Um, I mean that looks right now, and I know they have Brandon Williams there, but that looks like an absolute steal just moving back in the third round to get yep. a difference maker like that. You look at the Darby move. I know we haven't gotten to see the fruits of it yet, but like you said, John, when we saw him out on the field, he looked, um, he looked, you know, different than the other quarterbacks on this team. Uh, and even, you know, the other draft picks, I mean, Barnett is, is, is finally showing what we've been talking about, yeah. uh, you know, from the moment he was drafted. And then obviously once he was in camp and, and further forward, um, Rasul looks like he's a player. I mean, as a rookie cornerback, a third round pick has contributed more than most you would expect in that spot. And obviously Matt Collins in the fourth round looks like a, a home run pick, you know, very early, obviously. But um, I, I think uh, I think you have to give a lot of credit to Joe Douglas and obviously Howie. I mean, um, that this guy's ability to wheel and deal, and and obviously we saw it bear out with the, uh, you know, ability to go up and get Carson Wentz in the first place. Again, I've never seen anyone still before or after like you know hopscotch up the round like that to to one spot to another to move up to get a a franchise quarterback. I think, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, and then, you know, like, uh, obviously the, the Bradford trade and, um, it's just, it's really been impressive to watch a front office that we have derided a fair amount in the past. And, um, you know, really did have their issues with chip and the Manowitz thing and, and, you know, the power struggle with Howie and obviously Andy at the end. I mean, there really was some real dysfunction there to, to see this kind of working out in, in such a, um, you know, hundred percent practically, you know, positive way so quickly is um it's really exciting. And and it's still like you said, John, it's one of those things where you're um it's still you're just kinda like waiting for it not to be true, but yeah. it, it, it is true. And um it, it's it's exciting. And and this move just another in that in that vein, in the sense that like, you know, 
no matter what, no matter what happens, if JGI, you know, were to get hurt or whatever, like this was the right move. They gave up a fourth round pick to get a, a guy who was going to be like, I, I, and like you said, John, I don't think people are going to real, don't realize how much better JGI yeah. is than what they have right now. I mean, he is a monster guys. Like, and he can catch the ball of the backfield. I know he hasn't done it in ton of, ton in Miami, but he showed at Boise state that he has that ability. He's a, a athletic, you know, guy who gets awareness on the field. He can pass block. He has had issues there in the past as well, but this is a guy who ultimately really can do everything that is asked of him at that position. So, um, you know, props to the Eagles front office, yeah. man. <laughs> like it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been outstanding so far. And it's been a long time since uh, collectively we've all kind of agreed on, on mostly anything. Well, I say that, but we were fighting about running backs for a long time so uh to all of those uh blg and i uh stuck it in the ground and you can all go pound sand now because here we are <laughs> uh but uh, but besides all that and in, in you know james brings up some great points there blg and one i, I want to know any in your thoughts just on just on how that's gone at least in your eyes uh this season so far but also you know, there are, and Matt's even even mentioning it in the chat room, and, and thank everybody for tuning in on Facebook, and if you have questions, we're, we're more than happy to answer them. Although this does fix a huge problem in it, and, and I really am excited to see what they can do, Denver itself is is going to be a very tough matchup, especially against the run. They, st- I believe they still haven't allowed, and I didn't watch everything, uh, the Monday night game last night, because I was extremely tired and didn't watch the whole thing, but up until then, at least, they haven't allowed... Uh, a rushing touchdown the entire time, so uh, this season. So it's kind of interesting that uh, I, I don't know how people are going to react. We're not even sure how many snaps JJ is gonna gonna get, but he's definitely on his way over here uh, tonight uh, via plane. Uh, I would hope so because he's not you know gonna ride a bicycle or anything. But uh, the, the um, <laughs> Matt Collins could. Yeah, he probably could. That's right, without gloves. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know, man. I I still think that there is a problem with. Uh, you know, with Halapuli on the left side, and it's going to be really, really tough to get things going through there. But again, I think uh, Jay's ability to kind of maneuver uh, the holes that he wants to is a good thing. But should should we still be a, a little more concerned about what's happening at the left tackle position? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's a big, big loss from Jason Peters going down from him to Big V. I mean, we saw that on Sunday, and, and you know, it's kind of funny actually that. The offensive line as a whole just didn't play well, which doesn't make sense because the 49ers don't have like some amazing front outside of DeForest Buckner. Um, and it's not like Big V was the only one giving up pressure. I mean, like Lane Johnson didn't play his best game. That that should have nothing to do with Jason Peters being in there or not, you know, playing on the total opposite side of the line. So offensive line as a whole really kind of just needs to step up here, especially if Peters isn't going to be there, which he's not. Um, so that's definitely a concern. I think, you know, it's still at the point where Big V isn't a total disaster. I, I don't yeah. think he's good. Like, I don't think he's like, oh, you know, that's a good player. But I think he can get to the point where it's like, all right, you can win with this, which they obviously did again on Sunday, even though it wasn't fully pretty. And it wasn't all Big V's fault. I mean, Carson Wentz hits that touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffrey. It's wide open. I mean, maybe we're talking about kind of a different performance there. But overall, uh, this is going to be an interesting test. For the J train right out the J the gate <laughs> rather, um, because Broncos defense, as you said there, John, you know the Eagles are only allowing seventy point four yards rush yards per game this year, which is first in the NFL. Broncos are only two point five yards uh, more than that at seventy two point nine. So this is obviously a very good run defense, 
And of course, watch it like be where you know he doesn't have a good rushing performance, and everyone's like, "Oh, the Eagles gave up a fourth <laughs> yeah, round pick I for can't this guy it. with like five <laughs> carries for yeah. ten yards or something." So you know, we definitely got to kind of take that easy and consider that you know, he's just joining the team this week. Yeah. I, I imagine he will have some kind of limited role if he plays at all, which I, I think he will, but you know, not even a guarantee there. Right, and you look at what the the Bears did, and I know it's a different player, different situation, but they traded for Dontrell Inman last week, and they didn't even have him active. I think you know some of these things take time to get acclimated. The good news is that this is kind of a perfect opportunity for the Eagles to pull off a trade here because the the bye is next week. They'll have a a full week. They don't practice next week, but they'll have a full week full week to to get the J train into the playbook and kind of get accustomed accustomed there. And then you're you're playing in Dallas all of a sudden. One more thing I did want to bring up about the trade situation that we have to talk about is the whole uh, and John, you kind of mentioned it earlier the whole kind of kick him on his way out thing where yes. it's like happens oh, all the time. Terrible. And, <laughs> oh yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, he was guy just cancer in the locker. Yeah, yeah Boston is. Yeah, they, bo- is the king city of that. Like Terry Francona, like w- wins them two World Series. They fire me. Like, oh, you had a pill thing. It was a total pill thing. Yeah, what a pill head. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, great point, Brandon. But, uh, you know, there's probably some kind of legitimacy to that. You know, Absolutely. maybe not to the extent of that. Maybe who knows? Um, but it is something to kind of wonder about there. And I had to bring it up for you, John. Is Adam Yates kind of Chip Kellying this thing? Is this a situation? I mean, a little. I mean, a little bit. Absolutely, I, yeah. I, I absolutely think so. Look, this is the, and and to that point, this happens with new head coaches, new GMs all the time. Chicago did it. That's why. Honestly, why do you why, why do you think we're, we're all sitting here right now going, "Wow, Alshon Jeffrey"? You know, and the same reason when Brandon Marshall got traded to the Jets, they're like, "Wow, Brandon Marshall, huh? That's pretty cool." Uh, and and it is now. Like, if if you don't fit the temperament of what's going on, and like for Adam Gase to 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 pretty much just throw the flag down and say, "Yeah, fucking Jay Cutler," but oh, Jay Jay, this guy's a problem here. Like, are you kidding me? You just and you, you know what's funny about that yeah. too is that it's like, hey. If you don't, you know, study and you don't work hard and then you don't do all this, we're going to trade you to a Super Bowl contender. And you're going to have <laughs> yeah. to deal with that. Oh, darn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that really stinks. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of think the same thing with Dwayne Brown. Like, he obviously had issues there, but I also well, ca- kind of think that, like, he needed to put something on tape. And to do that against Seattle and to stone one of their best pass rushers – yeah, yeah, sure. I'll go. I'll go to the contender. Absolutely, right, James. It's the same. Yeah, thing. no, I agree with you. I think the interesting thing, though, too, with uh, with a Jai there is that like it was just a a bad situation. I mean, they just got like their the asses worst thing I've ever seen. Whooped, yeah, yeah, like embarrassing. Like where they look like they all quit on the field on on national television. Um, I, you know, look. I think we talk, uh, you know, of one of those cliches that I think is a total cliche for a reason, uh, you know, that that like winning cures everything. And like, yeah, it does. I, I think I think it kind of look, he's coming into like something. What's one of the f- the one things that's been a theme for us all season long? We've talked about the strength of this clubhouse and how it seems like all these guys really like each other. And yeah. how it seems like a bunch of good dudes and real like leadership from from Carson and all Emotional this type of stuff like. You have to expect a Jai to come in here and, and be able to be a part of that and maybe be able to fit in. You know, I, I think that there's a real, 
you know, I think that's a real possibility as as real as him, you know, being a real issue or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I just got to say, welcome to Emotional Intelligence Avenue. Uh, uh. That's what I mean. Like, and if you have, and we've learned that. Open uh, your hearts, baby. <laughs> we've learned that uh, along the way, too, where. Yeah, I'm. There's still some gray area on. Okay, can this really good locker room accept a guy that might be a little, you know, pissed off or like, you know, give me give me the ball type of thing? Listen, that's going to happen with running backs and in wide receivers. That's just that's just the nature of the business here. That's how they make their money. That's how they, you know, imagine being Jay Ajayi ripping off 1,200 yards and getting your paycheck and it's saying three hundred thousand dollars. You know, I mean, and and now you're to a point where you have no offensive line that's going to block you, and you're probably rubbing elbows already, and and getting a little frustrated by the amount of money, the production, and also just what's generally happening around your football team and a head coach that really doesn't believe in you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be pissed. You know, like uh, you're, that that is just human nature to kind of go in and do that. Uh, I I want to uh, get into uh, some of the comments that we're making. Of course, the most popular thing that has been rolling around. We're going to give you a little sneak preview if you're listening, uh, watching on. Facebook here, uh, roll the J and pass the blunt, right? That's that's everybody. It was on everybody's mind as soon as we got it. Well, if you look right into the camera right there, that is going to be one of our new T-shirts in the BGN Radio uh, store. Uh, it will be up at some point tonight, uh, thanks to Max Rappaport. Ooh, and there's uh, notices coming in from Adam Schefter, which is the greatest thing uh, yes. ever because, because again, Ezekiel Elliott's suspension got held up for six games, and he was just reiterating right that uh, right there. As my, as my notifications come through, uh, but yeah, right there, roll the J and pass the blunt. I know that's James Seltzer's favorite T-shirt already. Uh, that's going to be on there. Uh, secondly, so I think it was Antonio Antonio Roland who was who was joining us, and we, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Was asking, you know, uh, or, or basically just saying, listen, he's just going to come in here and learn the playbook after a week. And sure, I, I think that's a natural thing to to question and ask and be like, yeah, right, dude. No, no way that's going to happen. But Frank Reich, even during his press conference today, hammered home the fact that, like, hey, these are smart football players, and really there's not a lot of difference when you come into a locker room, especially at that position. I mean, sure, there's there's terminologies and, and learning where you need to be, but for the most part, you're not really paying attention as a running back to anything else other than, like, am I running? Okay, if I'm running, where am I going? Am I not running? Okay, what's the protection? Uh, or where am I going on my route? I mean, that's that's pretty much it. So, uh, uh, you know, if three or four days worth of practice, and yeah, they're not going to stick him in there and give him like seventeen or twenty carries unless he's like absolutely somehow destroying the the Denver run defense. But it's not going to take these guys much time at all. Uh, I think you see that see that a lot. So, uh, I you know, I'm I'm guys, I'm pumped and I'm excited, and it couldn't like <laughs> this also BLG is just like. Everything that we've talked about this season and it completely breaking the Eagles' way on top of being good at the same time and Carson Wentz coming into his own and all the tough teams, again, like every single year end up being not so tough teams when you're supposed to face them. So you're really just, okay, you're circling Dallas, but now you're kind of like, all right, well, there is Ezekiel. it's Ezekiel Elliottless now. And we basically have said that for two weeks. The division was in the hands of a court judge and after they beat Washington and we can say goodbye to them now, too, you're just kind of like, all right, well, if Zeke's not going to play for six games, that's pretty much how their offense runs. That's pretty much how they control their defense and a bunch of other things. Like, I don't I, – I see a lot of the time, and granted, Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback, and I'm not taking anything oh. away from him. 
Uh, but like, it, you got to be kidding me if you think this isn't going to completely change their football team. That's why they fought for this so long. I don't care if you think it's right or wrong or what the NFL is doing here, but the perfect storm of stuff keeps breaking the Eagles' way. And it's insane to me that, like, Denver is, although having a great defense is bad, they face them, then they go on a bye, then they face Dallas. And you're just kind of like, oh, my God, and Ezekiel Elliott's not going to be there. It's been, an, uh, along with great moves, BLG, this Eagles team has been uh, really lucky this season. How poetic is it that on the day that Ezekiel Elliott is gets the hit with that six-game suspension officially, the Eagles get – a very talented running back. It's just like, it's just, you got to love that kind of coincidence there. And, and yes, John, the Eagles have gotten a lot of good breaks this season. Um, that's just how it goes sometimes, you know, in the NFL. Sometimes it's just your things start to click. We've seen that's how the Giants won a couple Super Bowls because everything just kind of clicked their way. Um, last year, the Eagles' schedule was really tough. They had that stretch of games where they had to play three opponents in a row coming off a bye, and then they had to play the Falcons coming off Thursday night football. So, there's just kind of years where you get screwed like that, and there's other years where it works out in your favor. The Eagles have been fortunate this year, but they're capitalizing on it. To their credit, they're really making the most of it. And with Ezekiel Elliott out for these six games, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how Dak Prescott does without Ezekiel Elliott in there. Because guess what? We can say Dak Prescott is good. We can debate that. The reality is the more times he passes the ball, the worse the Cowboys yes. do. Look at his career pass attempts by game, and you look at all the games where he has a lot, and they're not winning those games. Because guess what? You know, Dak Prescott can do some good things. He's, I think he's an, a nice game manager, but he's not the guy who puts the team on his back, which is why it was insane to me why he won Rookie of the Year, and I will still <laughs> not be able to get over that because his success is predicated on Zeke being there, and I think we're going to see that. When he's gone for the Zeke is talking about here is gone for these six games and and Zeke is so huge for that yep. team he has 183 touches through the first seven games this year that's 26 per game so you're losing a guy who touches the ball 26 times per game that's crazy I mean it's it's going to be a big loss for them and you look at some of these the teams they have to play when Zeke is going to be out I mean it's the Chiefs in Dallas this weekend you have to play at the Falcons you play. Uh, home against the Eagles. The Chargers will be in coming into Dallas. Washington, Dallas already beat them, but you know they're they're going to be uh, facing off again in Week 13. And then it'll be the Giants in New York. So that's three division games in that stretch. And sure, maybe you beat up on uh, most of them, like Washington and the Giants, because they're not very good. But you never know. You know, you lose one of those games, uh, and, and if you lose to the Eagles, especially, I mean. You could say the division's really over right now, and I think we've kind of been saying that even yeah. since the Washington game because it just doesn't – you look at the Eagles' schedule compared to those guys, and, you know, who knows? Things can change. Injuries happen. But it just doesn't look that unfavorable for the Eagles. Quite the opposite. It looks like they're in good position. I mean, let's look at just this week alone. The Eagles are 7-1. and one. A Broncos team is coming into town that is scoring an average of 9.7 points per game <laughs> and in their last three starts. It's going to be you know, anchored and by Brock Osweiler this Brock week. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> My client! Uh, and it's, it's just a situation where you could be 8-1 and one at the bye. Yes, exactly. And uh, James, out of curiosity, uh, out of the six games that Zeke has gone, how many, are, how many is Dallas winning? 
Oh man, they got a tough little stretch here too. I mean, I, I would say they're pro. Look, I think they're hoping to go three and three. I, I don't see how they do better than three and three, John. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, this offense completely and totally revolves around uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, period. End of story. Dak is a really nice young quarterback. He's talented and all that, but like every time he's had to carry the offense, he hasn't been able to do it, at least in terms of winning football games. Yeah. Zeke Elliott, like when they've run the ball, that's when they win. Zeke is everything to that offense. He makes everyone in that offense better. It's though, I mean, it's part of the reason why Brandon has been, you know, on a crusade for today for that yes. running back. It's all coming to a how- head. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that's why it is so poetic. It's crazy that on the day that Jay Ajayi comes to Philly, that Ezekiel Elliott's suspension finally, and again, I will say, I've said multiple times until he actually is not in a game because he is suspended is when I'll officially believe it. But like this seems like the most definitive thing we've had yet. So for those two things to coincide, it's – it's awesome, man. And and it's um I really think they're lucky to go three and three. I think, you know, look, if the Eagles handle business, you know, look, the Eagles really legitimately, as crazy as it is, if they win that week coming out of the bye, the division is pretty much officially over yeah. for all intents and purposes. And that's insane. And like Brandon said, I mean, this is not like as as talented as the defense is. This is not a good Denver Broncos team. They're three and four for a reason. I mean, Trevor Simeon, uh, or excuse me, Brock Osweiler. Even worse, they're playing Brock Osweiler <laughs> in round two. Yeah, these take two in Denver. It's awful on the road after playing on Monday night, one p.m. game. I mean, dude, like. Uh, you know, this feels like a, a bloodbath. Like it really does. It feels like the minus eight is a is a gift. I, I really, I, I would be really surprised if they don't go out there and whoop on Denver on yeah. Sunday. And not, and just on top of that, like just just for the hilarity of of today, uh, two things happened that I thought were absolutely hilarious around the league. Uh, the the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. Trying it right. Tried to get a <laughs> trade trade done for AJ McCarron. Like, first of all, w- why are you pining for AJ McCarron? Secondly, they screwed up the paperwork, so the NFL didn't even allow it to go through. It is the worst fantasy league I've ever seen in my life, folks. And it's a and, it, and, and they it's were going to give up a second and a third more than the Niners gave up for Garoppolo. Oh, oh my God, I didn't hear about that. You're telling me that they were going to trade for AJ McCarron for a second and a third a round pick? A second yes. and a third round Good pick Lord. for AJ McCarron. Lady, sell NFL. Listen to me. Sell the franchise. Have the <laughs> just like they did with the Phoenix Coyotes in the NHL. Just go buy it for a year and find some. That's ridiculous. Like that, you should be ever. Uh, how, oh my God! How do you pass on Watson this year and Wentz the year before, and then just say, "Yeah, AJ McCarron for a second or third. That's where. Like that is that is that is totally Hugh Jackson too. Like that's that's. God, how do you, how do the Bengals not go? Okay, hurry up, let's go. How do they not literally shove him out the door when that happens? Unbelievable! I didn't even know that. The second thing, uh, and it doesn't really matter anyway because they're already there are their season's already done. But Janoris Jenkins now getting the suspension bug uh, from uh, you know <laughs> from up uh, in in the uh, in New York, aka New Jersey. Brandon, why the hell would you suspend your best corner for for just the hell of it? Well, I mean, it, it, 
they probably want to lose anyway, so it's probably actually not a bad move by them. But to me, this just completely speaks to how Bob McAdoo, and yes, I'm calling him Bob instead of Ben because I don't think he deserves to have his name pronounced correctly. Bob McAdoo here is freaking, he has no control of the team. This is the second player who has been suspended by the franchise in the last couple weeks here, DRC obviously being the first one. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine if the Eagles hired this guy who they apparently wanted over Doug Peterson? Jesus. And can you imagine what I just said and how crazy that is that we've reached this point of where we were like, uh, just doubting Doug so much and everything coming in here. And now we're at the point where we're like, oh my gosh, thank God we have Doug Peterson instead of this guy who can't <laughs> Which, control the locker room. And wait. tying that back to the, the J train thing, I mean, that's part of the reason why you feel good about bringing him in here. You have a stable, solid locker room right now. I mean, I know guys like Jason Peters and Darren Sproles aren't out there on the field right now, but they're still around the team in some capacity, and you have Malcolm Jenkins and other guys who are active and on the team and on the field who can help out and kind of make sure this thing doesn't get derailed. Yeah. So thank God the Eagles have that. Yeah, it's a, it's just a, it's amazing, and, and please don't go listen back to like episode 190 or 90 to 200, where, wherever it was. <laughs> we Give them the numbers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, we're, that we're complaining about the process and doing all that different stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they, they really backed into – well, one, they backed into a, a, a good head coach. And now that they've, you know, with their, with their powers combined, have done something that, uh, that incredible in a year-and-a-half turnaround. The Eagles have to basically have to win three out of their last eight to make the playoffs in my mind. And it's, it's the middle of the season. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Ten, win gets, ten wins gets you in for sure. Yeah, and and it's just – It's it, crazy. Think about that. If they go three and five over the, the second half of the season, they're going to have ten, 11 wins. If you, if, uh, no, yeah. T- no, because if they beat – yeah, no, excuse me. They'll have uh, 11 wins. Yeah, <laughs> 10 wins. Math. Bad math. Yeah. I can't – dude, they're not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be higher. This is a team that's like – like if like right now if they play five on if like if they beat Denver on Sunday yeah and then five hundred football they're a twelve win team it's crazy yeah it's it's insane uh and and what do you and let's just enjoy the ride right I mean this is it, yes. it, it, a lot of the time it doesn't really get better than this and and we keep you know saying these things and and really I think we're all. Uh, and I know I said this on the post game show, but I'm going to say it again because it just everything just keeps happening again. Uh, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid look like the next coming of Christ because they're they're playing against Houston again and they take care of business. Then you you wake up the next morning, Jay Ajayi is on the Eagles. Uh, the 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 Phillies hire uh, a really hot uh, manager who knows analytics and also it was a former player, so it melds all the things together. Uh, it, yeah, I mean the, we want to talk about the Flyers and their <laughs> and their overtime loss to the the coyotes who I was just talking about there but like there are so many great things in Philadelphia right now all of the all of the heartache and 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 whatever even if this doesn't end up in championships I mean Jesus we're talking about playoff runs here we're talking about just being being in it uh which is uh, you know we'll work up to the championship thing because right now we've been deprived of, of so much entertainment and watching a lot of these guys come out and play to have a guy like Carson Wentz and to watch him day in and day out at practice for some of us and just to watch him week by week it's it's amazing um you know and, and that's how i'm gonna leave it tonight and, and for the rest of the guys too uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the, with darby this week i would assume that he's gonna stay in limited practices we'll find out more tomorrow uh but if he does decide to go then then you can then that's another thing to look forward to i would assume that 
you know, he waits uh, for the buy and shows up uh, for Dallas. Uh, I am John Barchard for Brandon Lee Gouton, of course, James Seltzer. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching BGN Radio, number 274, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We will see you tomorrow, y'all. JJ, motherfuckers. <laughs> Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and a Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Locus, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that pain the mothers. Lost a child, put some play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead, cause they sleep in You eat the sheep or shit, be scared.